This is The Last Mile, powered by Segway. Join the people of Segway as we discuss industry trends in our vision of the future of transportation. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Last Mile, powered by Segway. Today's city inhabitants have more mobility options than ever before. A point-to-point revolution has taken place over the last few years, but it's not just pedestrians who are seeing the benefits. To break it down, we are chatting with someone who has been involved with Segway for more than a decade. Chris Sidlowski is the CEO of Canada West Segway and founder of Ogo Scooters. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for joining us. So in my intro, I brought up how people in cities can move around like never before. We've seen Segways and scooters and you know Uber and Lyft, all these ride sharing uh, services. But innovations like Segways lineup, it's not just about people going from door to door, right? Can you elaborate a little bit about how Segway services law enforcement, paramedics, the industrial world, and tourism? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've I've worked with Segway for coming on 15 years now, and we've seen drastic changes. But the early adopters are for sure the police departments, uh, the paramedics. We use them for parking enforcement. Uh, there's really unique applications within municipalities because they're facing the same challenges that everyone else is. The cost of vehicles high, the emissions are high, the impact on the environment is high, and everyone's trying to reduce their operating costs. So when you look at um, some of these, some of our commercial customers, it's a natural fit for them. Uh, one of our, the deputy chiefs uh, in Edmonton uh, called them force multipliers. You can move people way more efficiently uh, in a smaller space than if you're using a traditional vehicle. Yeah, and I actually understand where you are in Western Canada, in Alberta, uh, nearby in Kelowna, they recently passed a little bit of legislation that is going to open up opportunities for electrical transportation services, right? So can you give us any more details on that? And do you feel like in general, though, cities are sort of warming up to this new generation of technology uh, on the streets? Yeah, sure. I can talk about both a little bit. We started the first uh, electric scooter share company in Western Canada with Ogo Scooters in July. And it was the city of Kelowna that actually kind of stuck their neck out and said, listen, we're going to do this in this specific corridor. And at the same time, we're going to lobby the provincial government to say, hey, listen, electric options are here. We need to find ways to uh, be inclusive with them. So it's really popular. There's uh, quite a few rides, quite a bit of data on on the ride share there with the scooters. And then uh, just within the last two weeks, the, the BC Ministry of Transportation came out with a created a, a new law that will allow any municipality in BC to test electric mobility devices, such as scooters or traditional Segway personal transport or any other uh, options that are starting to come to the market. To just expand on that, when I first started, people didn't even know what the word Segway was. You know, there was kind of an old guardian that's like, we're not doing this, we just need cars, and this just won't work. But now, you know, a newer generation of people are coming up that are thinking of, you know, we got to look outside the box. we got problems in the world. We can't just keep stuck on the car. You know, we're never going to get away from cars, but maybe we don't need a car for every trip we take. Wow, Chris, that is really interesting. Does Segway work directly with municipalities or communities as to how they can best implement their services to that specific location? Absolutely, yeah. We work really closely with the municipalities and uh, try to define where these can be operated. 
Uh, you know, for example, in, in both Edmonton and Calgary, we started off, you know, with our Segway tour and we, you know, we defined a route. We worked with the province and we, you know, helped them kind of shape some legislation based on some of the feedback we had and some of the user feedback. It's early testing and then we developed some routes uh, that were acceptable and then we just expanded from there. Uh, then we commercially train all the police officers and the, our commercial customers who are going to use it in the public space and then work closely with the municipality. Uh, so there's a, there's a bit of a process. And, of course, talking about the benefits, some municipalities see it right away. Some, it takes a little bit longer. What are some of the challenges, you know, what are maybe some of the questions even that these municipalities have when they work with Segway? What are they maybe misinformed about? They have misconceptions about uh, these new ride-sharing or new micromobility technologies? I think that, it, you know, a lot of times it just comes down to um, lack of information and stereotypes. So if we talk about our traditional Segway personal transporter, most people have never been on it before. So it's really easy to discount, like, oh, I couldn't balance it, or, well, oh, this is going to be a menace. But the actual fact is the Segway personal transporter is the safest vehicle to operate, once you know how to operate it, which takes very little time. So that's probably one of the biggest challenges we have is just to overcome that any preconceived notions about how it works and how it can replace. And, you know, at the end of the day, we are hooked on the car. That's a challenge for everybody in the world. You know, just we're creatures of habit. Change mm -hmm. the way we move is really tough. I remember in my early days um, with Segway, we went to a global sales meeting and the inventor of the Segway, Dean Kamen, he was the keynote speaker. He talked about change is tough. People don't like to change. You need the masses to buy into it. And so I think that uh, Segway's original promise with their personal transporter to change the world, I think, um, has had some challenges. Um, but I think that the scooter itself, the e-scooter, is, is paving the way for uh, the Segway personal transporter and other electric personal mobility devices. Yeah, and when I think of these scooters just almost my own misconception. I think of just how can I get somewhere faster? That's where I'm coming from it uh, from is sort of the pedestrian angle. But I often overlook the impacts of their availability. So things like taking cars off the road or even how cities flow or are designed. So how big of an impact have these scooters made on that front where, you know, are you seeing less cars on the road or is it too early for that? No, I think it, it, it's a good, great question because it is quite early, but there's some early data that really reports some real interesting information. I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but I know in Europe it's been a little bit longer. They're reporting where they're actually able to take cars off the road as a result of some of the scooter implementations. And then there was a, a really good study done by, uh, I think it was the University of Berkeley, and what they did is they reported you know, where e-scooters were being used in certain cities they surveyed users and asked them, would you have taken a car if this wasn't available? And a shocking percentage, I think it was over 50%, said, yes, we would have definitely taken a car. So it's actually taking car trips off the road, which is, has a big impact. When you look at the big scope of uh, the infrastructure and the environment and the costs, and, you know, the strain on the healthcare system and the resources, it may, plays a big role. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing, actually. And you brought up a good point where there are differences between Europe and North America. I was actually going to ask if there is maybe a difference between the U.S. and Canada as far as just the acceptance of these uh, scooters and segways. Maybe is there even just one city that is 
exemplary in their rollout uh, and just kind of maybe a, a good petri dish or uh, test case for what this looks like successfully? It's a good question. We think, you know, it, if we talk about the way it's been rolled out, okay, we look back to, you know, when the Segway personal transporter first came out, most U.S. states were lobbied and the laws were created to allow the Segway personal transporter to operate. In Canada, we didn't have that luxury at all. So it's, it's actually been deemed um, somewhat uh, not defined or illegal. I'll give you an example. In, in Vancouver in 2004, there was a gentleman who bought a fleet of, of Segway PTs out of the U.S., brought them up to Canada and started renting them out as scooters. He got a business license to rent them out as scooters. And the government said, yeah, so problem. Go for it. Drew so much attention, drew all media attention, drew the attention of the Minister of Transportation, where they actually made it illegal in BC to operate a Segway personal wow. transport on a road, a sidewalk, anywhere. Just, just basically because of this guy, they looked at it and said, "Well, these aren't everyone. No one's really pushing this, so let's just make it illegal to further notice." So that's prevented any growth at all in that market, including the Vancouver police who wanted to buy their own, but mm -hmm. the laws have restricted them. Now, if you look at it. On the other side of the coin, if you start talking about scooters, um, you know a lot of these big scooter companies that bought bought scooters and started the share programs. They went with the beg for forgiveness versus asking for permission model, yep. which in in some cases has really backfired. In other cases, I think it was in Portland where the public stood up and said, "No, nah, we want this." Right after the government tried to change the laws and make it illegal, so it can have such an impact. Is there one city that's you know, leading the way, geez, I wouldn't be able to answer that off the top of my head. I mean, I know in, in, in Canada, you know, Edmonton is probably one of the leading cities as far as Segway PT acceptance, and now scooters are out here too. You know, the police use them here, the paramedics use them, the sidewalk inspection, we have tours that go here, even in the winter on Segways. And then the scooter pilot project just started here in uh, late August, so... Looking, you know, there are cities that are looking at it, and the more cities that start to look at it, we'll start to see the benefits if it's controlled if it's controlled properly. Right, and every city is different. Some cities are more walkable. Some cities have uh, better public transportation infrastructure, or you know, things of that nature. Maybe more people living downtown. All so many X factors. So when cities are looking down, or, you know, they're they're looking at potentially rolling out segways or opening up the availability of them. What are some of the factors that they are considering? And do you think generally that cities are thinking of their strategy or are they sort of saying just roll them out and we'll sort of let the chips fall where they may? I guess how, how thought out have cities planned for this? As some more than others. I, I would encourage cities to make sure you are looking at this, but look at it um, responsibly. And it's, it's, it's good to look at all angles of it because if it's going to be long-term successful, there needs to be um, checks and balances in place. Okay, so there needs to be places where these are acceptable to be written and places they're not acceptable. And that needs to be paired with actual regulations and fines if you're breaking the law. Because, you know, it's not like we're seeing two or three scooters out there. I mean, there's hundreds, thousands of scooters out there. And there's... Probably a good idea to do some public safety awareness campaigns to talk about where they're used and talk about, you know, to the public that are opposed to it to get them educated on it and what kind of impacts it can have. But I think the primary 
concern is public safety, and that should be the primary concern is public safety. But if you look at public safety, you can't let that interfere with progress. To the sense that you're 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 crippled because of it. You couldn't you couldn't do anything. You're 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 rendered useless because you're fearful of. There's no way we can do it. If we felt like that, the automobile should not be on the road. You talk about public safety. This yeah. thing is an absolute menace. <laughs> right. You know, look at the impact this has. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just if you look at the impact the car has on the world, the environment, uh, car crashes and accidents. What kind of impact does that have on people's lives and the world? And just people are drunk driving. It's, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. If the car came out today, like if some we've been riding scooters and segways and bikes for hundreds of years, and someone came out with a car and said, "All right, we got a we got a new invention. It's going to wreck the environment. It's going to be able to get around really easy." <laughs> the environment is kind of all kinds of actually we're going to need to build all these roads and everything too you guys ready to go no way it would even get off the ground right you know knowing what we know now about the car so it's you know i don't know if that's uh, too long winded of an answer for you but uh, just kind of a different perspective no it's just i mean it's a very fascinating way of looking at it obviously um earlier we talked a little bit about your sales experience you said you you know it dates back almost 15 years to 2005 what are some of the differences you've noticed or even just walk me through the progression of where Segway was in 2005, where the consumer was in 2005 compared to where they are today, how much more knowledgeable they are, and just what it's been like now selling this product versus you know the mid-2000s? It's a good question. I mean, there has been a lot of change. Everyone knows what Segway is now. Mm-hmm. Most, most people, you say the word Segway. They know what it is. In right. 2005, when I was sort of calling people and telling them what a Segway is, they'd never even heard of it before, right? It's two-wheeled. You have to explain it to people. But there's still a certain amount of ignorance that lies within the Segway uh, product itself, uh, the personal transporter, because most people have never been on it before. So, I don't know. Jeff, have you ever been on a Segway before? I have, yes. Oh, okay. Well, Dallas, where we are in Dallas, uh, you see them everywhere. So, we're pretty well-versed here, but... Yeah, But if you've never been on it before, people tend to kind of want to pigeonhole it. What is it like? Is it like a bike? Or how do you balance it? Right? You have all these preconceived ideas about how it works from, a uh, say, a municipality or, or a commercial business that you know, we're talking to about implementing this. Step one is get you onto a PT. Because if you don't, haven't been onto it before, you wouldn't actually have all the information needed to make an educated decision. There's nothing like it. It works as an extension of your body. It's a marvel of science, really. It's amazing. So we've seen some great progress, you know, with customers like the RCMP, Edmonton Police, and Calgary Police, the Alberta Health Services, the paramedics use them at the airport. You know, we even have implementations. I think the city of Calgary, they use them for their sidewalk inspections. And the same thing in Ontario, in Ajax, they use them for their sidewalks inspections. They put a an iPad on the mounted onto the PT and they roll around and they report where there's repairs needed and they send them back. It's just about improving efficiency. So the forward thinkers are 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 always going to be there. There's just way more of them now. More mm-hmm. people know about it. So more people are open to it. You still get the people that, you know, are like, oh, I don't like it, but try it. Try it. Right. You'll like it. Yeah. Um, and then before we wrap up here, I wanted to give you an opportunity to maybe tell a story, an anecdotal story of you know, whether it's uh, someone who was just shocked by how much they liked it or 
did you open anyone's mind just in your sales experience? Has there been one story that stuck out to you? That's really been like, yes, this person understands they get it. Uh, that's really pleased you. Yeah. I get probably hundred stories. I can tell like that every yeah. day, every yeah. day I see someone who's like, oh, I couldn't do it. Yes, you can. You know, I've had a 94 year old person on a Segway PT. <laughs> they showed up in a Walker. I I've seen, uh, you know, so many of those. Probably one that stands out in my mind is, is probably the Edmonton Police Service. So I think we're going back to about 2012, and the Edmonton Police Service were not using PTs at all, and they had got a, uh, a new deputy chief in place who was formerly with the uh, RCMP in Red Deer who had implemented Segway patrollers. And uh, when he became in charge in Edmonton, I called him up and said, hey, listen, we should you know, get you guys onto the PT. And he said, absolutely. So he talked to his inspectors and their initial reaction was, no, we're not mall cops. This is right. stupid, right? right? He said, you know what? I value your opinion, but please go meet with Chris, go for a ride and see if that makes any difference. Just go take an hour. And so they did it middle of winter, by the way, it came down to the river Valley and I got them onto the PT and talked about a ride and went for a ride. He said, this is unbelievable we got to implement this. So then they did is they went back to the office and said, you're right. So they talked to their guys who were doing the actual beats and they said, listen, we're thinking of starting to use Segway patrollers. And you know what their guys said? Nah, we're not mall cops. That's stupid. Right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so they said, you know what? Just go meet with Chris. Go down to the river valley and see how it works. So they did. And guess what they said? Oh, this is amazing. So they started implementing it. I trained over 200 officers commercially within the Edmonton Police Service. But still within the department, there's still guys that are like, I don't like that. Get on it and try it. If you don't know, if you haven't tried it, you actually don't know what you're missing. Because it's, it's really, it's it's not only is it an incredible force multiplier, and you know, it's a great community presence and all these benefits for the police. But the one that really stood out when the police talked to me and they highlighted to me is fun. It's fun to ride. <laughs> that always you know, helps. Yeah, work being fun, right? Right. That's really funny. Uh, well, Chris, that was very insightful. Uh, I learned a lot personally, and um, it's really fascinating to see how this has grown. And I know it's going to continue to grow and solve different challenges than just getting people around. So uh, thanks so much for your insight. And we will speak to you again soon. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.